You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, there's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet here to help you with your pets. It's, it's America's Pet Show, really. That's that's what it is. And then uh, we got uh, guys like uh, Brian Donovan. Who's not here. He's an animal behaviorist and a, a, a dog trainer. And uh, our buddy Matt Fox hangs out a lot. Yeah, and he's not here, though. <laughs> he's, a, he's a banker and funny. And uh, pushing the buttons is... Sam. Hey, Sam. Me. Hey, Sam. <laughs> My name's Jamie Flanagan, just making sure everybody has a good time. So, uh, yeah, just helping people with their pets and uh, talking about animals, animal-related issues, interesting stuff in animal news. And uh, today... Something special, Sam. You were able to uh, wrangle an interview for us. There's a, a, a group of folks, because uh, it's November 1st, uh, if, you know, depending on when people listen to the podcast, but we're yeah. recording here uh, on November 1st. I think this is like episode 97, 98. I thought this was 99, and I thought the next one was supposed to be 100. Oh, are we almost there? Yeah. Oh, see, you're keeping better count than I me. I think. Because we got to have a party. We yeah. We got to have a party. So, but we're... we're, we're close but it's happening on november 1st which means uh radio stations across the country have switched to playing christmas music oh yeah oh no <laughs> i know it's like right it's yeah. like there's uh you know depending on when you listen to the podcast but uh yeah so november 1st I, it is a little early to go with the christmas carols <laughs> i think but uh there's some stations that do that it's just kooky it's yeah. just crazy um not my not totally not totally my deal but um with that slightly in mind, um, there's a way that people like oh, something interesting for the holidays. I want to do something, or you know, it's it's kind of turning the season of giving. Right is, yeah. is is on the horizon, and uh, there's a project. It's very interesting, and uh, I kind of just threw the website at you, and you, I'm like, Sam, go find, do get, and uh, it's the <laughs> Heifer Project International. Yes, uh, and we're going to be talking to one of the representatives there, and it's it's a really extraordinary program, um, turning hunger into hope. Right? Uh, you, what you can do is sponsor like a barnyard animal, uh, and you send them to Stanford. They learn chemistry. No, <laughs> that's that's not what it is. Um, but you sponsor like a a a. a, a a piece of cattle. Yeah. You, you, you sponsored a piece, a, a, a piece of cattle. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's the technical term for it. Samantha. No, no way. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's kind of mean. No, it's uh, so it's, it's uh, a, 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 some a barnyard animal or, you know, a bunch of chickens or a goat or a pig or a cow. Uh, and it, it goes to a family or a, or a village uh, and they, you know, it helps sustain that family um, or village. So, it's it's cool. quite the little project. Yeah. So you kind of you know, sponsor you sponsor the the health and well being of of one of these uh, pieces of cattle. <laughs> That's not the right way to say it. No, but Chris from uh, the Heifer International will get us straight um, on that when we when we talk to him in, in just a couple of minutes. But Sam, what about you? What's uh, what's what what's new for you this week? Nothing. I'm sick. For that's like a, that's the a third lie. week in a row. Will there be marshmallows? Oh no! Oh god! Don't bring this up! Don't bring this there, up on here. Will no. there be marshmallows? I have two separate lives. I Sam. had the podcast life, and then I got the I got the film life. Those are two separate. There, <laughs> there will be marshmallows. <laughs> there, there will be marshmallows. Oh, so Samantha god. starred in a movie. 
Yeah, short film. Only because I they uh they didn't have an actor. No, your act. None of the actors showed up. No, one girl. I think she uh she didn't. I don't know something. I don't know. She like last minute kind of dropped out because I don't know. She was like, "Oh, have you guys won any awards in the past?" And we're like, "No, you know, we're just you know doing it." She's like, "Oh, then I don't want to help." Ah. Yeah. So. So yeah. so you you became the the lead role and yeah. the main actor. So if people are searching the YouTube, uh, what is it? Funny in the brain or shot to the head or something like that? Oh, aim for the head productions. Yeah, that's that's that's. I'm not a part it's of on that. Their, it's on their YouTube. Yeah, channel. it's on their YouTube channel. I'm not a part of their thing. What's I just the title helped. of the piece? If Domir. Someone... Domir. Yeah, which is like. God, I can't remember what language that is. It's like French Latin for to or sleep. French. Okay. Yeah. So or like, sleep. Yeah. All right. Because there's yeah. like this culty kind of mm-hmm. spooky kind of yeah. You watched thing. it. Oh, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need. To, we'll talk after the show, and you can explain it to me because oh, okay. I don't understand. You don't. Ex- it's just I don't get the coin. Right. So you had the coin at the beginning of, of the movie. Yeah. Of the of the piece. Yeah. Um. I and, and that's what uh started a conversation <laughs> with someone who sucked you into this cult. Yeah. And then you have a con a conversation with an absolute stranger who has a either the same coin or a similar coin. But how did how did that coin get to okay, the well, stranger? Well, anyway, so. we only had five minutes to do sure. it. So, uh, but like I think the coin was supposed to be like part of, like the. God, I don't even know. Yeah. It, it was. Still, we'll have to dissect yeah. the coin later. Yeah. So if if you watch it, if you go to uh, what is it, funny in the brain? No. Aim for the head productions. Aim for the head yeah. productions. Uh, and and funny in the brain. Where did you even get that from? <laughs> I don't know. So. Because you guys were, it was supposed to be funny, maybe? I don't know. And, did you think uh, it was funny or did you think it was like A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Oh my God, you thought it was funny. Because probably because of me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. It's supposed to be scary, but okay. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> ooh, that's scary. So, but uh, yeah, so look up Sam's movie. And uh, if you can figure out what the coin is all about, uh, tell us what the coin's about. <laughs> Should put a link to the to the movie in there. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, in the chat. But we're going to get Chris on the line. Sam's going to try to dial him up and get him on from... That's so weird. His name came up when I typed in his number. That's Heifer weird. Project International. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. And, yeah, so we call him up. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Oh, you're good. But, uh, so, yeah, it's uh, the, the, they have a very interesting website. It's just heifer.org. Uh, lots of information on there, but we're going to get even more information as we dial it up and get a hold of Chris here on the phone line. On the line. On the line. Hi, this is Chris. Chris, hi, it's Jamie and Sam from Animal Talk. Hi, how are you? Excellent, excellent. We got you on the podcast today. We're really excited to to talk to you to find out. Uh, we were just talking about how it's uh, November first here, and uh, many radio stations are flipping over to uh, Christmas music already. <laughs> so how early is that? But the season of giving, you know, kind of starts now, and it's never too early, and it's it goes year round where people need help, and so it's always the the season of giving, and that's something that is the big part of the the Heifer Project International. Uh, is is giving and, and helping out and really helping out and it, you guys help out in an extraordinarily uh, unique way. Um, Heifer International, um, you know, lends itself to the beasts. So what what is the Heifer Project International and and how are you uh, helping with beasts? Yeah, so we're um, 
we're an organization working with communities in, in 20 countries around the world. And that, and that includes it in the US as well. And we work to end, end hunger and poverty. So essentially what we do is we work with local farmers to find ways that they can increase their income so that you know, they get to the point where they've got enough money to, to, to cover all of their family's needs. And one of the one of the great ways of doing that is is through you know kind of giving the gift of animals. So, um, you know, a lot of our supporters here in the U.S. they will give the gift of an animal, and that goes to a community in need around the world. Um, and when the community receives the, the animal, so that could be a cow, a goat, a pig, or chickens, or, or or other animals, they then commit that the first offspring of that animal gets passed on to another family. So. Essentially, what we're doing is we're creating stronger communities because you don't get to a, a case of having, you know, kind of haves and have nots within communities. So even though, you know, kind of we're, we're working directly with, with one group of people, the, the results are being, are being shared with, with many other people with, within the communities and beyond. Oh, that is incredible. So you, you, get, a, you get a cow and, and uh, so do you usually send things out in breeding pairs then to, to facilitate that? Yeah, so so we work a lot with um, we we first so when we start working with a community, um, we'll if, if if they've got group local groups that are already organised, we'll work with them to strengthen those groups or or we'll help them set them up themselves, and then um, those groups uh, slowly get to the point of where they form you know kind of farming cooperatives and then they they go on beyond that. So um, within the groups, they 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 kind of connect up so that um, you know there's uh, enough you know, animals there for the, you know, for them to breed. Um, so they don't, they don't necessarily go in, in pairs, but they'll, they'll, you know, kind of within the groups, they'll, they'll have access to, um, you know, to, to a range of animals so that they can, they can continue to, to, to grow their, whether it's their herds or their, their flocks or, or whatever. So what sort of uh, animals um, are, are being uh, provided through the, the Heifer International? Is it, is it, is it goats? Is it chickens? Is it cows? Is what, what are you guys working with? It, it really it really depends on the community that we're working with because you know we work um, obviously here in the US but we also work across um, Central America um, in in a lot in Southeast Asia and in Sub-Saharan Africa so it it's very much tailored to to what's you know kind of necessary and relevant for the communities that we're working with so um, in 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 Asia and and also to some extent in Africa it's um, a lot of goats. Because um, you know goats uh, particularly uh, thrive in, in in conditions of a slightly slightly harsher climate, so um, you know communities can, um, can 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 still continue to raise them and 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 you know kind of increase their income in that way. Um, in sub-Saharan Africa, it's a lot of, of cows, which you know obviously links to the organisation's name Heifer, um, and that's that's what we started doing. And that's where we where we began 74 years ago. We'll be, we'll be 75 years old next year. Um, and then, you know, in, in other parts of the, of the world, it's, um, you know, we, we, we do a lot of work not only with, with fam- farmers that, um, that, that just have one kind of animal, but others to, to help them diversify their farms. Because one of the big things is that, um, you know, if you're heavily reliant on one um, animal or one crop for your income, um, and there's a problem with that animal or that crop, then that obviously has a huge impact on your on, on your on your income and your ability to put food on the table for your family. So um, I was just recently, a few weeks back, I was I was in Honduras, and in Honduras we work a lot with coffee farmers, um, and you know a lot a lot of a lot of coffee farmers are purely reliant on on 
on coffee for their for their incomes. But you know, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but the last few years there's been a big drop in the price of coffee, yeah. um, which means that coffee farmers aren't paying so much for the coffee, which means that that gets passed on to a drop in profits for for, for farmers. And um, so diversifying their their crops is really important, especially as you know, kind of there's um, pests and things that affect coffee crops. So diversifying really means that they can still continue to keep their income and you know, kind of keep making money to to put food on the table and send their send their kids to school, um, and just kind of strengthens them in 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 the face of you know, kind of um, you know, different changing climate and 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 changing conditions in the market. That's a uh, that's amazing. I, I don't think you guys were because we've talked to you quite a while back. We've been we've been around for a while. We talked to you a while ago, uh, and that sounds like a, a little newer venture. I had I knew you've been around for a long time, but I didn't know seventy five years. That's uh, that's amazing. So yeah, uh, so we we st- we started. Um, I, I find it quite an interesting story. We started um, in nineteen you know kind of that the nineteen forty four, and uh, um, our founder, a guy called Dan West, he. Um, was involved in distributing food aid um, in the Spanish Civil War, um, and you know he, he he'd say you know they'd go to a community and they'd distribute food uh, one day, and he'd say, look, this is crazy because tomorrow these people aren't going to have enough food to eat. Um, so he said, what if we got to the point of instead of giving people food, we gave them an animal and they could you know kind of make their own food, whether that comes through you know kind of milk or you know kind of other pro- products or. Um, or, or in the form of meat, and so that's that's how we how we started. And then, you know, obviously in the different countries we work with, it's as I as I mentioned, it's, it's different animals that uh, that that we we introduce into communities. So, what's the what's uh, one of the more unique animals uh, that you've placed somewhere or helped facilitate with? Well, in in Central America, we um, we you know kind of place um, llamas, um, also guinea pigs as well. Um, <laughs> So yeah, there's there's a range of, of different ones, and it just, as I said, just depends really on the on the community that that we're working with and, and what's going to be best best for them. Oh, so guinea pigs. What's the story with that? How did how did how are guinea pigs helpful to a community? <laughs> well, guinea, guinea pigs, particularly in mountain communities in um, in in Central America, um, they can be uh, an easy to easy to look you know kind of look after and. Um, Source, source of food, really source of, source of meat. Okay. So, um, in some some places, you know, in 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 countries like Peru and Bolivia and and, and elsewhere, people will people will eat uh, guinea pig. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, that's that's you know that's that's amazing. So, how can people uh, get involved? Your website is uh, heifer.org. So, when they go there, how can they how can they become involved by visiting your website? Well, there's yeah, there's a range of different options as to how you can get involved. If you if you if you go to our website as heifer.org, um, you can you can make a donation there. You can 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 give a gift to a community, um, and you know the the. The, the gifts that we you know that that, that we put into communities that you know we say that they're the gifts that keep on giving because they uh, you know there's um, you know a lot more that can be done income wise for uh, for communities with you know with a cow for example it's not only um, if they if they have you know have have calves and that they can sell those but sell those in the marketplace but also the milk products and and yogurt they can make cheese and lots of other things so there's in terms of the gifts there's a range of gifts that's on offer that people can choose from that are, that are on the website and and you can also uh, on the website you can can uh, 
can sign up for for more information on the on on the work that we do and and how they, how you can get involved. If you're in the Arkansas area, we do a lot of a lot of programs with uh, with local schools and local groups, and uh, you know we have a, a ranch just outside of Little Rock as well, and um, that uh, that people can uh, can visit as well. And there's a, some great learning experiences there, showing uh, you know modelling up some of the communities that we work with around the world, and you you can see what what life is like in some of those communities. So I, I love that. So on the website, you can actually pick the animal that, that you're going to help donate. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. So there's, there's a range, range of different, uh, of different options there. Yeah. And then you can decide, uh, you can, can you help direct where it's going to go? You're like, I would like to do something in South or Central America or Africa, or you can kind of pick the region to help too. Well, the, 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 the animal that gets given is, is it, it tends it tends as I, as I mentioned they'll we'll put them into the community that they're best suited to. Okay. Um. And so you you can't choose the specific region. So you can't say oh I want to give a a gift to a specific community because what we do is we determine at the at the point in time where you know where the best place is to to put that animal. All right. Um, but but you know if you, if you look at and um, the stories that are there and. Uh, when we talk about the, the the different animals that are available, it, it will give you a sense of, of where in the world that's likely to be. All right. So you can pick the beast and then you guys help direct it to the best possible location. I, I just, I just love this. I just, I just love that whole concept. I love the, the whole idea. Um, alpacas, right? Do you guys work with alpacas? We, we do. Yeah, we do. So yeah, what, we work with uh, alpacas and, and we source all of our, all of our animals get sourced locally as well. So that we're, you know, kind of, we're not bringing, you know, bringing new livestock in from outside the country and, you know, kind of the risk of spreading disease. We source everything locally so that we can support in the local economy. Just for the uh, alliteration, I want an animal talk alpaca. That's, oh, uh, my God. <laughs> you were, Sam was afraid I was going to say that. Uh, so I didn't know that you did work in the United States. I didn't re- quite realize that you did work uh, in the States. I, I, I always envisioned it as like in, in Central America, South America, and like in Africa is just when I... I thought about your your project so where in the states and uh, what what parts uh, are you providing what are you providing in the stateside so we do a lot of work with um with local farmers cooperatives and um, in in a number of southern states but 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 a lot of it is based in and around um uh, the arkansas uh, area um and and what we do is essentially we you know we work with 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 small-scale farmers so uh, farmers that are um you know kind of Producing both um, food food crops and also you know kind of raising animals on their farms, um, and we work with a couple of different cooperatives. One uh, called Grassroots Cooperative, um, and they source you know kind of organic and uh, and um, you know kind of uh, different uh, meat products, chemical free meat products that they, that you can you can purchase, and then they get shipped across the country. So you know if you, even if you're not in the area, they can be delivered to your to your door. Oh, that is awesome. So, is uh, what kind of corporate support? Do you have anybody that uh, you know works with you guys? We do. Yeah, we have a we have a, a mix of different um, of different supporters. So we, we 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 you know we're very strict about the organisations and the companies that we work with because you know we want to to make sure that they're they're really invested in 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 the mission of the organisation. Uh, but we work work with a, a range of different companies. So we work with some uh, some cocoa companies who are. You know, really looking to um, make sure that the uh, they they can improve um, the, the the quality of the, of, of the cocoa in their supply chain, but also you know really that in the cocoa supply chain in particular that you know we use for for obviously for chocolate, 
Um, there, there are a lot of uh, human rights issues in, in the way that it's produced and the chemicals that are used and things. So we help um, support farmers um, that are, that, you know, that are working with, um, you know, more sustainable practices. Um, so we, you know, work with a with a number of uh, of, of cocoa companies. Um, we're working with spice companies that are that that, that work in the spices space. Um, also, you know, companies that bring certain expertise to our, our projects. So, you know, we have very strict um, you know policies and guidelines for the farmers that we work with um, in terms of animal welfare and animal well-being. Um, and and we give them training, you know, as, as uh, through the course of our engagement with them in different projects. Um, and you know we 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 partner with um, you know some specialist companies in, in those spaces as well. So we've got we've got a you know a range of of, of great you know great great supporters. And uh, of course you know in, in different different areas of our work, we're always looking for for, for partners that share our mission as, as well. So that was something I was curious about because yeah, you mentioned about the you know. Uh, thoughtful farming and, and and taking care of the animals, because uh, some of these animals are being used for food for meat. Um, do you get pushback from like animal rights or animal activist groups at all? Uh, we 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 do sometimes. I mean, we we try to engage in conversation with them as much as possible. I mean, the the the, the reality is, I think you know, if you're if you're working in communities where there's high rates of malnutrition, and 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 you know, kind of and severe uh, food insecurity the reality is that that the quickest way to get the you know kind of nutrition in into people's diets is often through animal animal products i mean and obviously you can you can get certain levels of protein from milk and, and, and other things but you know in, in 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 many parts of the world meat is is a really important part of the of the diet in terms of um increasing people's nutrition levels at, at, at a rapid speed so you know, obviously, we 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 you know we employ local local staff. You know, the the, the overwhelming majority of our teams that are that are uh, in the field um, doing the work there. You know, from the countries in and, and communities in in which we're working, because that's vital for you know being known and trusted within the communities. Yeah. Um, and we make sure that that what we're doing is you know is 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 you know, driven by by their expertise and by the by the, the the wishes of the community, so that we're you know we're making sure that what we're doing is something that they can use. Because ultimately, what we want to do is we want to get to the point where you know they're no, no longer reliant on heifer support um, to to continue making a, a what we call a living income, so they've got enough money to cover all of their all of their costs. Because you know we we know that our projects are only going to be truly sustainable if people can uh, you know can 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 see the benefits for themselves, and they they no, ultimately no longer need them. So, when you're dropping off uh, an animal and in, in introducing an animal into a village or, or for a family, um, are you supplying feed and, and support along that line as well? Yeah, we, sometimes we do, and 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 sometimes that could all be sourced locally. So, right. I mean, ultimately, what we do is when we when we start working with a certain community, um, we'll you know that that. The groups will either, local groups will either be formed or if they exist we'll we'll work with them and at the beginning of that process they get a whole load of training in terms of you know we we identify what's going to be the the, the best animal for that community they receive training as to what they need um you know to prepare in order to receive that animal so that they've got a shelter ready so that they know what food is uh, going to be needed um all all of those those elements what's needed to kind of 
uh, the continued welfare of the animals. So, you know, the, we, we do a lot of work with uh, training um, local people to, 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 to be vets. So that there, there's a vet service that's available in communities because when you're working with rural communities, yeah. um, there's often you know a vet's not available for a, for a few hours drive. So that's that we we do all of that and and as much as possible we try to make sure that communities can either grow themselves the feed or they can source that locally. Sure. Um, because ultimately that that keeps keeps money and keeps resources in the local economy and it helps the community grow as a whole. Um, but sometimes, you know, sometimes they have to purchase food outside of the communities and that will, will be still within countries, but that will, will come from outside of the communities. So, so and that comes into play with like picking the right animal for the right spot. So feeding them won't be an issue. So hmm. yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also making sure that it's, it's you know, it's, it's something that people within um, the community are familiar with, because, you know, if, if, if you're, say, for example, you give a, you know, a flock of chickens to a community, but people in the community aren't used to eating eggs, then that, that's not a, that's not a yeah. productive way of working. Yeah. So we, we make sure that everything is contextualized to the community that we're working with. So is there any place right now that is uh, uh, in, in desperate need? I, I guess probably there's always desperate need in more places than, than there should be. But is there any one place uh, right now that really needs something? Um, well, there's a, a, a lot, um, a lot of work that we're doing in in, in Central America at the moment. So um, we we work with um, um, coffee, a lot with co- with coffee farmers, mm-hmm. and one of the big things, as I mentioned, is that uh, coffee, coffee prices um, internationally have been dropping, which mm-hmm. means that. Um, the, not not at my coffee. Starbucks. It's not. <laughs> well, well, that's that, that, that's the interesting thing, and that's an interesting point because. Um, you know the the coffee coffee companies themselves are, are making good money, but um, they need to make sure that that's passed on to farmers in the form of fair prices. Yeah, yeah. Because often what happens is if there's only one person locally who's buying the coffee from farmers, then they dictate the prices, which means yeah. that the farmers don't get a good price for their for their product. Um. So so ultimately, what's happening is that farmers are you know are, are not are, they're seeing that their profit margins are being are being uh, crushed. Uh, which means that there, there's a lot of seasonal workers in Honduras. I believe it's around three million people are reliant wow. on seasonal jobs, um, and when those those jobs aren't available, because if the price, if the farmers can't get the price at the market, then they're often not harvesting their crop or only harvesting uh, part of it. Hmm. Um, and the, and the wages that they're able to offer to workers are well below uh, the minimum wage. So ultimately, a lot of those um, those 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 seasonal workers are leaving, and they're they're looking to migrate, which is why you know it's part of the reason why you start start to see things like uh, the migrant caravan that's uh, that's been in the news recently. So what we're doing with those communities is we're working to help, particularly young people, because a lot of the workers are, are, are seasonal. Uh, the seasonal workers are young people, and we're working with them to um, help set up. You know, kind of relevant small businesses within their communities. So some people have started um, keeping bees, and the bees produce honey, which they can sell locally. Um, you know, others uh, produce things like um, potato chips or yucca chips, and, and 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 plantain chips. Those kinds of things that get sold locally, and that allows them to be, you know, less dependent on the money from the seasonal work. And it means that that ultimately they can do what they want to do, which is to stay in, in with their families in in their communities. They don't have to go looking for work elsewhere. 
And it's, uh, it's, it's what a great project. I just love every part of this. So is there anything new, anything different on the horizon for uh, Heifer International? Well, what, what the, the thing that we're really focusing on at the moment is um, looking at, at, at really how we can take the work that we're doing to, to, to scale, because ultimately we know that um, you know the work that we're doing is 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 only going to be sustainable if farmers have not if farmers can not only produce um, a crop whether that's you know kind of uh, growing food or or raising animals but they also have access to the market so that's one of the things that that we really work to do is that and that's why you know kind of our some of our corporate partnerships come into play is that you know we we make the introductions and we connect farmers up with so that they've got a um, a sustainable source, uh, a sustainable market for their products. But ultimately, you know, there's no point in us doing a lot of training with farmers and helping them to to to, to produce um, food if they don't have a market where they can actually sell it. Um, so that's that's the big, you know, kind of strategic uh, direction that, that that we're going in at the moment because you know we want to get as many farmers as possible to these living income. Um, uh, levels, which you know, as I said, what we define as a living income is having uh, a, fam- a family having enough money to cover all of their costs, and that includes, you know, not only putting food on the table, but it also includes um, money for sending the kids to school, uh, healthcare, those kind of things. So, you know, we really focus on on looking at uh, working with with communities where they can scale up what they're doing, um, and making sure as well that we're targeting women, because ultimately, if you if you want to um, tackle global poverty, you really have to focus on, on working with women because mm. you know when women have access to, um, to to markets and when women are able to to run their own businesses, a lot of that money gets put back into the family and invested back into the family. So that raises the the uh, the you know kind of the the living standards of the whole family and makes sure everyone has enough food to eat That's a- and gets the education they need. It is a, a pretty complex project. That is, uh, wow. it's astounding. So, um, it so you're getting the sustainable markets. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. Uh, you know, having a place, to, you know, a reputable place to consistently sell the the crops that they're creating. That's uh, again amazing. So, uh, Chris, how many people are involved in the uh, Heifer International? How many people around the around the globe are are, are working on this project? So we have, um, we, as I said, we work in 20 countries internationally, yeah. um, and that, that inclu- includes uh, the US. Um, so we, we've got on, on a staff of, we, we have, a, I think our staff is, is about 200 people, um, but we work with a lot of partners and a lot of cooperatives um, in, you know, in the different countries where we work. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of what we're doing is connecting up and, you know, kind of building these networks of, 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 of people who can, you know, kind of re- reach into the different areas that we need to go to. So whether that's, you know, kind of people at the community level. And it's, I think it's really important to state that the work that we're doing, we're really kind of getting behind and investing in people within the communities that are already doing things for themselves. But with our with our support, they can take that to a, a you know, to the next level. So it's it's really about, you know, kind of getting the right, right people together that can can make it make, can make a big difference so mm-hmm. we you know we we do a lot of that we've got some great staff that are working around the world we've got some fantastic supporters around the world and particularly here in the u.s um and we we just you know fortunate that we're able to bring this all together and 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 you know make real change for, for communities around the world 
Well, Chris, I appreciate everything that you and uh, Heifer International are, are doing for people. And then uh, the website is uh, heifer.org. Uh, people want to visit there, get lots more information, pick an alpaca to send off someplace, <laughs> make a little donation and, and, and help out. And uh, Chris, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. All right. You have a good evening. You too. Thank be, you. Be well. And uh, I, I, keep, I keep saying, oh, that's amazing. It's astounding. I was like, but, you know, but yeah, it, no. it's, it is. That, what a massive undertaking. Um, you know, just <laughs> connecting that network of, of people to get it right. That is uh, just baffling to me. Uh, it, it, it's, yeah. And yep. what, are you, what am I doing with my life? What are you doing with your life? Yeah, we live. Yeah. I, I I shape the young minds of yeah, America. Yeah, you're doing something good. I'm not. I'm doing nothing. No, I'm like <laughs> I sit around screaming, "Get off my lawn!" <laughs> you teach. Get you off teach my people. lawn. So, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. So, uh, wow. but uh, it's a pretty. It's a, it's. A, I, I, I dig that. I just. Uh, I like the animal talk alpaca. I was just. Uh, I was going to be a T-shirt. I think in the near future. <laughs> Sam riding the Animal Talk alpaca. Yes. <laughs> With marshmallows <laughs> on a stick. <laughs> Will there be marshmallows? Oh. Sorry. Uh, oh, mercy, mercy, mercy. So, Sam. So what? You sound like you're dying over there. <laughs> yeah, I am a little bit. <laughs> oh, you are just... Uh, not. I'm so sorry. You probably can hear it all the way. <laughs> Sound a little hoarse there. <laughs> that was a cow. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> I just I was gonna play like little cow sound effects while we we're talking to him. I'm like, ah, oh, I like his I like his accent. We're gonna let it roll. Yeah, me too. Ooh. All right, are you are you ready to play a game? Yes. Oh no. Fact or fiction? You decide. All right, Samantha. Gosh, I'm gonna fail. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm not good at games. <laughs> <laughs> this is this a new thing we're gonna do? It'd okay. be better if Brian and, and Matt were here because yeah. we could each take a headline and, and try to stump you with it. But I have three headlines for oh you. Oh my god! I have three headlines. Two of them are true. <laughs> One is false. So two are true. And why can't you do one true, two false? Because it's easier. <laughs> two are true, one is oh, false. Fine. So here you go. You got to pick the. Uh, you got to pick the fake story. Okay. Oh, I picked the fake one. That's that's yes. cool. Okay. All right. So in 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 uh, in light of our our heifer buddies, right? Heifer International. Uh-huh. Uh, here's the headline for you: Goats thirsting for pee and sweat. Goats thirsting for pee and sweat. That's pretty nasty. Uh, the yeah. next one up is an Australian couple. Australian couple. Lucky to be alive after kangaroo attack. Uh, okay, maybe. <laughs> and the next one is no room in the inn for dogs. Canines have been banned from hotels with lobbies. There you go. I feel like I would have heard about some of these. Yeah, <laughs> you might have, because you probably could have heard of two of them, because two of them are actually true. Sorry. <laughs> Get away from Google. Step away right. from the Google. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um. So, all right, so there you go. Goats thirsting for pee and sweat. 
Australian couple lucky to be alive after a kangaroo attack. And the last one is no room in the inn for dogs. Canines banned from hotels with lobbies. Okay. I feel like... Hang on, hang on, hang on. I got it, I got it. I, it's a whole thing, so <laughs> you gotta you gotta think it up. Oh, what do we got here? Uh, da, 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 da. All right, so uh, which one do you think it is? I feel like there's no. I I feel like I feel like the last one you totally couldn't have came up with that headline. That's too like cool. So maybe it's, <laughs> I don't know. So maybe that one's. No, I'm picking so the false one. You got to pick the false one. Okay, yeah. I'm going to pick the... I know it's not the last one. I think the last one's probably true. Or is it false? I don't know. I'm going to go with the goat one. What? It, man. Which Game one's over, the false man. one? The third one. Oh, come on! <laughs> it was so cool because I wrote it. Oh, you did not! <laughs> oh, my God! I made, that, I made that one up, yeah. I was going to do like whole stories and then like read a synopsis of it, but oh I, I, didn't, I didn't write anything more than the headline. I thought you couldn't even... I thought that was too like cool for you. Like, wow, that was, that was like... So my, the story was oh going to be that... Uh, I should have picked that one. Because of the abuse of uh, companion animals and allergies, people can't have dogs in hotels with, yeah. with lobbies. Well, You'd I mean, have to go to a motor port like a night's in where you enter from the exit yeah. so that was going to be the story uh-huh. the fake story that i was going to write but i just didn't write I it i felt it i knew it i knew it was fake and then so I was just like, you, you were no, you were leaning towards it. it yeah so yeah that was the one but so that means that um goats are thirsty for goats pee are and thirsty sweat. for pee and sweat <laughs> can i can i get a Ooh, that's nasty uh where is it here you go uh goats thirsting for human pee and sweat why human um well here's the thing where where and it's like the story is like stupid because it's like a video and it's it's but it's not just like stills Mm -hmm. and then text but there's no story to go along with it Uh, it's it's like a series of video it's just a video of a goat drinking goats no no goats are, are thirsty for human sweat and and pee it's a Olympic National Park in Washington. So it's here in the States. It's happening right now. It's, right it's now. in September. Uh, well, in September. <laughs> so, I mean, in the last couple of months. But they're airlifting goats out because um, the, the, the minerals in, in uh, human uh, sweat and pee uh, is attractive to, to these goats. So, and they, uh, so they've, they've, uh, they, they, if, they, they, How do they, they know attack, it's pee and sweat? They, they're well, they're the the salt and the uh, what is it? Uh, urine has become a big problem. Uh, where is it? They've they've airlifted four hundred. Uh, here, goats crave the salt and minerals in bodily fluids found near campsites and hiking trails. So, okay, so people they, are they crave in the, the salt, the salt and the minerals. Yeah, and so they're attracted to areas where people have peed and 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 sweated. Wow. Um, and so sweat. the goats are there. And uh, so, yeah, so they're attracted to the salt and minerals in the body, in the bodily fluids. And they've airlifted over 400 goats out of, uh, out of the thing. Actually, uh, in August, um, a guy was killed by a, a goat attack. Um, because he peed? He wanted his uh, No, he was hiking by himself and uh, came across a surly goat and uh, that was it. So... To protect the hikers and avoid future incidents, they wow. uh, they they relocated four hundred of these goats in Washington. Wow! 
That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I thought that was fake. Yeah, I did too. I was like, oh, clickbait. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, clickbait. Oh, no. But you still clicked but on I'm it. But I'm in. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then the other story that was true, it was about the Australian couple. Yeah, lucky I to be alive. Was, I thought that was true. After a harrowing kangaroo attack. The kangaroo only stopped the attack after the couple's son hit it with a piece of wood. This comes out oh of Sydney. Uh, Australian wildlife caretakers Jim and Linda Smith are lucky to be alive, at an ambulance official said, after they were attacked by a kangaroo in a northeast Queensland state. The Smiths were feeding wild kangaroos on their property in... Uh, the Don't di- feed the kangaroos. In, yeah, in the Darling Downs. <laughs> that should be a song. When the gray kangaroo buck struck out at Jim, knocking him to the ground, the kangaroo attacked his wife, Linda, and she ran to as she ran to help him, uh, leaving her with a collapsed lung and broken ribs oh and God. cuts and scratches. Kangaroos are scary. Yeah, this is why I'm not. I don't live in Australia, and I'll never go because so, they got giant spiders. They got kangaroos, yeah. killer kangaroos. That should be that should be the next big horror movie. Killer kangaroos. Killer kangaroos. Sharknado. Meets killer kangaroos. I copyrighted that, so now nobody can steal it. It's, it's out there now. It continue with this uh, bit from Jim and his his wife here. It's scary. It knocked me over once or twice, and then it grabbed you. Uh, you can see what you can see what they do. Jim said, throw, showing his injuries. Uh, it was only when his son came out and hit the kangaroo with a piece of How wood that the marsupial stopped the attack and returned to the nearby bushland. Uh, uh, Does it say how old the son is? No. Or Linda was taken to the local hospital. She under, underwent surgery. Uh, if the kangaroo was able to continue to inflict further injury, uh, her life was in danger. Uh, the, the ambulance driver, uh, Stephen Joseph, said, Australia has roughly 45 million kangaroos, and it's not unusual for them to come into conflict with people as housing expands in areas where the marsupials live. Uh, they're even more likely to be driven into populated areas in search of food and water in drought-stricken areas and drought-stricken times. No, it doesn't say how old the sun okay. was. So it that's is, crazy. But, uh, yeah. So, and, and that's that. Uh, yeah, that was just like a week ago. Uh, yeah. So that's nuts. Yeah, and then the other one's fake. And uh, yeah, you can take your dogs. In a, that's why I thought I was like. <laughs> I don't know. So. I don't know what I was thinking because I'm like, that sounds really absurd. Like, I know some hotels don't allow it, but like the lobby, like right. why, like why, like that sounded weird. But then I was like, that's a really good headline. There's no way he came up with that. And then, yeah, well, <laughs> there I did, and I did. I'm so proud of me. <laughs> the one, the one thing I don't have, Samantha, is uh, a joke. Oh, so you're gonna have to search out. <laughs> For a joke, all right. You gotta hunt one down while I remind people that they should like and subscribe. Right? If you like uh, what we do, um, hit that like button, subscribe to it, uh, ring the bell. No, that's on YouTube. So, but uh, ring the bell uh, for notifications. Right? Oh, on, the on notification. Yeah. Oh, turn on your turn yeah, on the what? notification. Yeah. Bell. Uh, but that's uh, that's YouTube. So that's not the video. But you could do that too if you wanted. Uh, you can pretend some to do of, it. Some of yeah. these are on YouTube. And uh, so, yeah, but uh, leave a comment. Comments, comments, comments are, are extraordinarily helpful. So if you leave a little comment, people uh, push us up the food chain. So <laughs> so we can... Uh, Sorry. We can do more of this. And the social media is Animal Talk Radio. Uh, AnimalTalkRadio.com is the website. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Instagram. 
Uh, all of those, just simply Animal Talk Radio. <laughs> and find us there. And I really appreciate you taking the time and spending spending time with us. Uh, I appreciate Chris spending time with us today. Yeah, he's I, cool. I, he has a just, cool accent. I know. I was like, yeah. we got him on the line. I'm like, bonus cool accent. <laughs> <laughs> Your time just got extended, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> But no, you see, it was it was uh, it was pretty awesome that that he took the time to uh, to talk to us. So not everybody does. Yeah. So um, well, all right. we weren't we weren't being like bad today. We were being nice, relatively <laughs> yeah. good. I, well, I was I knew I had uh, goat pee jokes coming up, so <laughs> I I was, I was going to ask him about that, but then no it would have blown it would have blown the game. Yeah, he would have been like, "What? What the hell are you talking about?" Uh, <laughs> I gotta go now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Samantha. What? Oh no! It's about that time. I mean, this one's like funny, but like you. You were just laughing a minute ago. It's time for. <laughs> it's funny. The bad. But you could put any animal in it, and it would not change the meaning. Fair play. All right, but all right, do well. Let's do like three different animals and see which one's funniest. No, let's just do one, and then see if it's. But funny I've at heard all. this one. I just thought it was funny. I've I heard go it for before. It. What did the grape say when the alpaca stood on it? <laughs> what did the grape say when the alpaca stood on it? Nothing. It just let out a little whine. <laughs> So you could do that with like a cow. That's more of a grape joke or, than yeah, a, it's a grape than an joke. animal joke. But I looked up alpaca jokes, and that's the one. Uh, <laughs> that's the one that came up. Uh, alpaca jokes. I, I thought you. I thought you just had some random animal, and you you inserted alpaca <laughs> for the comedy of the throwback. Yes. Good. Th- I was gonna like, say, Sam, good throwback. Yeah. Way look to at go. Me. So. Yeah, I was uh, I was talking about that when uh, when I sent you after the guest. I was yeah, saying, yeah, you were like, get I us want an animal it. talk alpaca. Yeah. <coughs> I want one. I knew you were gonna say that too. <laughs> you knew it was coming somewhere down the line. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. Oh, I gotta go home and sleep. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you, Samantha. Oh, thanks. You are awesome. And uh, well, I appreciate everybody for listening once again. AnimalTalkRadio.com, yes. Animal Talk Radio on all the socials. Comment, like, subscribe. Uh, it helps immensely. We appreciate it. Uh, that'll do it, right? You got anything else? No. All right. I don't think so. All right. So uh, uh, until next time, please have an exotic week. And kiss your wild thing for me. <laughs> <laughs>